0: Well, I took you to the park and I bought you a happy meal. We went to the panto to see Sting and Bill. I have to say I'm quite confused. How you never seem that amused. Hi there, my name's James and thank you so much for checking out my podcast, Dad Mind Matters. Helping men to safely navigate family life without losing their minds. In this podcast, where we continue with my A to Z of good mental health while being a parent, we're moving on to the B's. In this podcast, I'm gonna tell you the three B's that I think can help you with your mental health as a parent. Okay, the first B is for boredom. If you're a parent, I would say with children aged three to four or older, you will be you will have had to deal with the child saying, I am bored at some point. Particularly things like the summer holidays or the Christmas holidays or half terms can be an absolute nightmare for kids who are bored. The thing that really sh- I struggle with, and it might really frustrate you, is you can hear yourself voices of the past of your parents saying, how can you possibly be bored? You've got a room full of toys, you've got a bike, you've got a garden. You say all the same things. And and these days, our kids have even more things to entertain them at their disposal. Disposable? disposable? With- at their disposal, our laptops, Phones, iPads, there's so much for them. If any, And that's the problem. I think there's too much choice. And I think when it comes to boredom, one way that I've got around it is by reducing the choice. So for example, a little tip for when you are trying to work out what to ki- uh, cook your kids for supper. You've, certainly if you've got more than one child, don't ask collectively <laughs> three children what they want for supper. You're basically going to get any number of requests the best thing to do is is give them a choice. Would you like this or would you like that? That way they feel like they have an element of control and also you feel like what actually it just cut down the workload for you. Would you like spaghetti bolognese or chicken nuggets and chips? I've, I know I've got all those ingredients. I can do that. Anyway, I detract slightly from boredom to food choices. We're blessed to have a daughter and two boys. And certainly with the boys, the boys need Physically running around in order for them to be a, t- a a place or a sort of mental state when they're calm enough just to be around half term And I think the thing is if I'm really honest the idea of going to the park Fills me with an element of dread But I think I changed my perspective on going to the park and how I felt about it when I thought well actually It's exercise so walking to the park is exercise um playing with the kids and jumping up and down and going down slides and going on swings it's exercise so that that helped me that was a good thing for me you know also it's it's real quality bonding time with your children they're getting fresh air you're getting fresh air when it comes to kids being bored i would have try and have some sort of structure certainly at half term so and tell them and give them a you know choice right would you like to go To this park or to this park, there's no real choice there, (laughs) they're going to to the park, but they will feel a bit more like they're in control. When you get to the park, have a game, take a ball and do an organised game, do hide and seek, do uh, tag. Play a game for, and, and tell them how long you're going to be. A, also, if you, if you know you've only got to be here for 20, 30, 40 minutes, it's easier to manage. And the minute you throw yourself into an activity with kids in the park, the time goes. It's like anything that you don't really want to do, whether it's work or go for a run. The minute you just go for it and accept that this is what's happening, the time evaporates. Time planning a structure for your half term or your holidays is time well spent. So in the same way that we all had to do this when we were in lockdown and we all had to think, how the hell are we going to amuse our children? If you can think of it, if you can try and plan your half term in the same way that it would be similar to what they maybe do at school, that might help. So maybe say that they can chill out in their bedrooms until eight o'clock, nine o'clock with their iPads, and then you're all going to go out outside to the the garden and play a game together, or you're going to go to the park and then come back in and maybe have some lunch and try and make things slightly different. So if you're having lunch, maybe have lunch in a picnic on the floor with a rug, even if it's inside, just something that's different. And then in the afternoon, I always think if you can get two sort of active outdoor activities obviously weather dependent and that could be let's go for a walk around the block let's go to the park doesn't have to cost you any money let's go in the garden and do something if you can do that and then there's a bit more structure they're less likely to just be like i'm bored what am i going to do there's nothing to do i'm it's unrealistic to think that they're not going to want to play on ipads or their or your phone or their phone but i think if you can break up if you can compromise and say that's fine But we'll have some time on screens first, then we'll have some breakfast, then we'll have an outdoor activity, whether that's just a walk or going to the park. Then we'll come back and have some lunch and then we'll go out again and have an activity and then come down and maybe have some more time on the screens or maybe watch a film together. The one thing I have noticed is that kids love your time. And if you can all sit down as a family, even if you do it every day, every day you have family cinema day where you all get to pick a film that may be impossible that you'll all agree on for the same film but if you can all sit down as a film as a film sit down and watch a film as a family that's really nice and that's the stuff they may end up remembering and then there's then you've got a structure you can that they might remember that okay well i know that on holidays we have we're allowed a little bit of screen time in the morning then we go out to the park then we have lunch then we go out and go for a walk or go in the garden for a set amount of time and they know how long that time is and then you come in and you sit down and you watch a film as a family and then you kind of got yourself close to bedtime and I just, I just think having a structure will help them because they'll know what's coming up even if this is a structure you actually physically maybe get them to decorate you know a, a structure a wall planner for the week. Anything you can do, because then not only does it help their, their mental health and their structure of just not being good with uncertainty, but it helps yours. If you know, actually, I've only got to get through one more trip to the park or... And then we can sit down and watch a film and then once you've sat down and watched the film then it'll be time for supper and then when you're in supper you're on the home straight you're very close to being able to put your feet up i remortgaged the house to a keep me on ebay so we can afford to go and watch mr Tumble, who is starring in broadway i shouldn't have to explain why a seven-year-old doesn't need a personal trainer okay so moving on to the next good parenting and mental health b is for behavior And that's not just their behaviour, but there's your behaviour. If all you take from this next sort of chunk, chunk, is always try and separate the behaviour from the person. So there aren't naughty children. There are children who are being naughty. There aren't badly behaved people. There are people who are behaving badly. We're all basically a very complex cocktail of emotions. And quite often... People behave badly because they're scared or they're tired or they're hungry or they're angry and that's not them that's not that doesn't make them any less of a person if a child is having a tantrum or being mean or being rude there may be a very good reason quite often you know what the reason is there's a reason that my kids are a nightmare sometimes putting their shoes on and getting ready to go to school it's because they don't want to go to school for the same reasons that we didn't want to go to school anxiety about going to school or maybe someone who's given them a hard time or maybe a test they've got so i think if you can kind of make the effort and it's much easier said than done i get it as much wrong as i hopefully get it right every now and again to just think okay they're driving me mad and i'm really frustrated but why are they being like this there may there may be a reason and i know certainly my kids behavior can be horrendous at the end of the day and a lot of that might be because they've been working so hard to keep it together to keep anxiety or nervousness or frustration or worry together at school in a social area that that when they come home and they feel safe and they they don't they're not going to be judged or told off they can just relax and the problem is that relaxation can often mean horrendous behavior and massive tantrums in the same way when i'm not behaving very well I might be tired. I might be hungry. I might be anxious. I might be scared. And we don't evolve much more from from being children who are who are like that. So I think with behaviour, and it's really tough because quite often the times they're being a nightmare and pushing your buttons are when you are tired and stressed. And at the end of the day, or first thing in the morning, when you just feel like I can't do this. This is just too hard. You can do this, and you will do this. And just sometimes, just take a deep breath. And give yourself a bit more credit. I think uh, I hear a lot of people would never feel like they're good enough, never feel like they're doing enough, never feel like they always feel like someone else is doing a better job of of disciplining or looking after or bringing up their children. What you see outside is not often what you see behind closed doors. And I think if your biggest worry is that you don't feel like you're doing enough, then you're definitely doing enough. Because people who aren't good parents don't worry about whether they're not their good parents written on the wall in what looks like permanent pen that is a bum head i don't know what upsets me more that the b looks like a six or the permanent pen also on the topic of behavior i think choose your battles and choose your time timing is is all quite often my children will say something not very nice you know can i have a biscuit no daddy i hate you well, that's not very nice. Um, but leave it. Don't pursue it. They might be in a headspace where they just and a four-year-old doesn't have the emotional intelligence to formulate why well, that really wasn't a nice thing to do. Quite often, if you can just let them calm down, they all quite nine times out of ten they trot back and quite often this little person at my side giving me a cuddle and I'm like, why are you giving me a cuddle? I'm sorry. I feel I didn't mean to say that, Eddie. I don't hate you. I love you. Uh, sometimes just let it happen and then congratulate the good behavior and say, well, it wasn't a very nice thing to say and it was mean and it did make me feel sad, but well done for coming and, and A, knowing you did something wrong and B, saying sorry. Congratulate and highlight the good moments and praise the good moments and don't dwell on the bad moments. And finally, on behavior, if at all possible, and this is really hard, don't go to sleep on an argument. And that's as important with your adult relationships as it is with your children. It's not good for anyone to go to sleep having had an argument or having said nasty things. Always resolve it. Because actually, it, I, I think it's probably damaging. A, I doubt you're gonna get much in the way of a good night's sleep. And also, quite often it's misunderstanding. Some of the, some of my best moments with my kids were at the end of the day, when I've either have overreacted and been grumpy, uh, or they've said something or done something fairly horrendous, and you have a cuddle and you say sorry, and you don't you both take accountability and ownership for your bad behaviour and you move on. And actually, those are the moments that really strengthen relationships, I think. Now hopefully that segues quite nicely onto the final B, which is belief. I think you have to have belief in your children in your children's ability to be well behaved and to have common sense and to listen to you much in the same way as you need to have belief in your own skill set and your own ability to work hard and do the right thing and have common sense. Your children are learning from you all the time. they're absorbing everything. they're watching how you in how you react to the world, how do you react to situations outside, how you treat each other, how you treat your partner, how you treat your friend, how you talk to people, and it's important that they they can see that you have a belief in yourself. I think if you can install, that it's important to have a belief in yourself and that your glass is always half full, not half empty. And you believe you can do it because if you can believe you can do it, you are half the way there. If you can believe something is possible for you, well, then it is. It's just a matter of effort and time. You're going to they're going to grow up thinking it is all possible. It's not easy, but it is all possible. And self-belief is like is like a muscle that needs training and and working to maintain you don't just wake up with self-belief self-belief is is hard people don't it's like motivation i don't think i wouldn't rely on motivation to get you to wherever you want to be i would rely on discipline and routine and consistency if you've got discipline to do the press-ups to go for the run to make that phone call to do whatever it is that you know you need to do you're going to get there. Motivation comes and goes. Motivation isn't, you know, that that's dependent largely on your mood. And your mood can be influenced by all sorts of things. It's also really important that your children see that you believe in them, if you believe in their ability to be good, kind people. If they can see that you believe that they are kind and loving and good people, and sometimes they get it wrong, but that's their behaviour as opposed to them, then it's going it's to keep them in, in a good position for when they're adults. So they're not they're not going to grow up thinking, "Well, I'm, you know, I was told I was a bad kid at school, so and at work, so I'm just, I'm, that's who I am." And it, it doesn't give them the get out that, "Well, that's my label, that's who I am." I'm just, I'm just, I'm not good at that. Like, no, you're good at that. You, if you choose to be good at that, and I know that because my mum and dad always believed in me. They always thought I could do things, even if I tried things and they didn't go my way. They were always there encouraging me to be consistent, encouraging me to keep going, encouraging just to give a go. Half the battle is just giving a go. I really hope you got something from today's podcast and let me know what you think about it. I'm trying to build a community on this podcast that really helps people who may be struggling at the moment and also just hopefully becomes a a place that parents can come and maybe listen and hopefully feel like they're not on their own or maybe pick up a tip or maybe connect with other people. I'd love to hear from you if you have a question or you have got some feedback about the podcast. And I hope wherever you are in the world, you're okay. Take care. You spend your day off taking rubbish to the tip. Your wife comes home and says you missed a bit. But don't worry, because you're the daddy. Dad Mind Matters, helping men safely navigate family life without losing their minds. Two podcasts every week on a Monday and a Thursday. My book, First Time Dad, A 42 Week Guide to Pregnancy, is available in Kindle and paperback form on Amazon and an audiobook form on Audible. To sign up for my monthly newsletter, please visit my website www.dadmindmatters.com.